Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What is up, family? We have some breaking news on today, and uh, you got to love sports when you got a breaking news day. I'm Emmanuel Lato. This is Speak. About to be the best 90 minutes of your life. Shady, you're vibing to the background music. I love that music. I love that song. <laughs> I should make a rap to it. If I make a rap to it, would they put it on air? They could. Okay. Oh. Deal. Deal. Deal and done. Deal. To my left, that is the brilliant Dr. Joy Taylor. Joy, how are we? I'm great. You are great. LaShawn McCoy, Eagles all-time rushing leader. He is great. The show's about to be great. Well, let's get to Philly because there is drama going on and things are not so great there. James Harden, you got to hear about what he said about the Sixers general manager, Daryl Morey. Take a listen. Daryl Morey is a liar, and I will never be a part of the organization that he's a part of. Let me say that again. Daryl Morey is a liar, and I will never be a part of the organization that he's a part of. Daryl Morey's a liar, and he'll never be a part of an organization that Daryl Morey is a part of again. But what nobody has told you all thus far today is the history of James Harden and Daryl Morey. So I'm going to walk you through this timeline and try to help educate everybody as to why this is so chaotic. It all started October 29th, 2012. Remember, James Harden was coming off of being the sixth man of the year with the Thunder. Well, Daryl Morey, he's in his sixth year's general manager, and he acquires James Harden to the Houston Rockets. He believed in Harden. He said that James Harden was going to be a foundational player on the team. He predicted that Harden would be a perennial all-star. Daryl Morey was right. Him and James Harden like this. Cut to fast forward June 21st. 2017. Daryl Morey, James Harden. They both sign extensions. James Harden signs a $228 million extension. It is the richest contract in the history of the NBA at the time. Remember, James Harden, Daryl Morey, they are like this. Now it's 2018, one year later. Everything has come to fruition. James Harden, he wins NBA MVP as Daryl Morey wins Executive of the Year. They are both still a part of the Rockets organization. So let me remind you all. 2012, Daryl Morey acquires James Harden from the Thunder to the Rockets. By 2018, Harden's an NBA MVP, Daryl Morey's Executive of the Year. Well, in 2020, things got chaotic. Daryl Morey, he was out of Houston. He steps down. Well, he pens a letter in the Houston Chronicle, that's the paper in Houston, and he says that James Harden changed his life. He could have devoted an entire page to James Harden if he wanted to. Okay, fast forward. Now Daryl Morey is a part of the 76ers organization. James Harden is looking for somewhere to go, looking for somewhere to go. He's on the nets, but then he instantly, by February of 2022, gets a part of the Sixers organization and rejoins his brother and Daryl Morey. So much so that the first person to greet James Harden in Philly when James Harden came off the plane 
was Daryl Morey. Now y'all can see where all of this drama lies. Now it's August 14th, 2023. And Harden has to say that Daryl Morey's a liar and he will never be a part of an organization that he's a part of again. From 2012, brothers, to 2023, the fallout. Let's get the instant reactions now that you all have all of the details. Joy, what is your reaction to James Harden calling Daryl Morey a liar? It's quite the... Right, the arc, the there. timeline. Oh, the yeah. timeline. Um, here's the thing that I've learned about relationships over the years: who you are when you meet someone, who you are when the relationship is benefiting both of you, and who you are when the relationship is either benefiting neither one of you or one of you uh, are three different people. When you meet someone, they can change the course of your life. James Harden changed my life. Is that what you just said? Mm-hmm. That's what Daryl Morey said. Daryl Morey said. James Harden, knowing that, went from the Nets to the Sixers. Right. This was once a relationship, mm-hmm. and now the relationship has changed. What has changed the relationship? Promises, right? There were promises made. Mm-hmm. There were agreements unwritten, yeah. spoken between brothers, if you will. Mm-hmm. But here's how the promise works. We both are continuing on this timeline, and I'm going to do what you say. What I said I'm going to do, and you say you're going to do what you're going to do. Well, Daryl Morey's job, his relationship with James Harden, is that he is running the organization. His job is to make sure the organization is in the best position to win championships. I think most or some would argue that last year the Sixers were at least in a position to get to the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah, of course. Absolutely. Okay? Of yeah, course. Yeah. Okay. So then by that standard, at least, Daryl Morey did his job. Who didn't do their job? within this unspoken Ooh. agreement. It's easy. Those two, it's easy one. That was easy. Easy one. James Harden. That's right. So is, uh, maybe Daryl Morey lied to him. I'm willing to go that far. But if it's not on paper, then it's just that. We've all lied or we've all broken promises. Things have changed courses. I'm not going to take a hard stance on either side of this. In general, I don't like to promise people things because I don't know if you're going to hold up your end of the bargain to this promise. And when you're talking about business, it's not a relationship, it's not a family member, it's not a child. This is a business. James, you have to go out and perform at a level that helps the MVP of the league move on to the Eastern Conference Finals. That's right. That's what he's there to do. Daryl Morey, your job is to put together a team that can do that. Someone didn't hold up their end of the bargain and things changed. <sighs> For me, it's a, it's a tough one because I am a Philadelphia Eagles. Ah, I'm sorry. I'm a Sixers fan. Of course. You're Eagles, Eagles legend, though. You know, You're Eagles so, legend. So it's like the home team, and I'm, I'm excited. But then when I hear this news, it's like, I kind of feel James Harden. Right. But then I feel Daryl, too. Break because, down why. Okay, let me say why. So I'll tell you why I feel James Harden. First of all, when I was with the Bills, okay, it was a situation where I wanted more linemen. I said, hey, listen, I, I feel like we're rebuilding. Right, and the linemen are not the same. What's going to hurt my production, hurt the team's production? The quarterbacks are up and down. We had Tyrek Taylor. They wanted mm-hmm. to move on. They want to get a rookie, J- Josh Allen, which is very good, but he's still a rookie. I said, listen, we need more pieces. We need more veterans. If you don't get this rookie, don't let me feel like they say rebuilding. Get some players, Shady. We're gonna do that. We'll get you some more linemen, etc. That didn't happen. The next year, they said, hey, can you take a pay cut? I'm like, why? I'm the best <laughs> thing on the office. Why? You told me he was going to bring me some players. You didn't do that. And now I didn't have a good year because the, the players around me weren't that good. So now you want to take a pay cut. I said, you know what? Don't worry about it. Let me go. And I went to the Chiefs. But I, so I understand James Harden. But on the other side, 
when I look at Jace Harden play, the way he plays, I don't see him as a max player. Mm-hmm. I don't see no other team out there going out there and knocking on the door, hey, we want to give Jace Harden a max contract. So if Daryl promised him that he would get a max contract, right, it, you know, but he's not a max player. Yeah. I don't see no more explosion. I don't see the same Jace Harden. And another thing about Jace Harden is when I watch him play, he's not a winner. Mm. He's a, he, he can score the basketball. Well, he used to score the basketball at a high level, sure. at elite level. Sure. Them days are numbered. He might go out and get you 40 points one game or two, right? But he's going to have a game five, a game six, a game seven, where he doesn't score in the fourth quarter. That's truth. That's what happens. So when you ask for a max contract, why are we paying you a max contract? Why? The the, the value of his game doesn't match what he's he's asking for, Mm. right? So when I look at this whole situation, it's like, hey, I get both parties, but I think as a business, you can't – it's not a lie because it's like we want to give you a max, but then again – we can't because you're not a max player. But here's the dilemma. I feel you, Shady, and I do think like both parties are right because if you lie to a professional athlete, that's really the worst thing you can do. All you have in pro sports is your word. Mm-hmm. Particularly when you're talking, and again, I've only been in locker rooms, men amongst men, but that's really all you got is coach says I'm going to do something, player says I'm going to do something, well then you better do it. Mm-hmm. So remember, James Harden sacrificed roughly $15 million last yes, year. Yes, he did. Because he opted out of a $47 million deal. I believe he signed ending up being a $35 million one plus one deal because they wanted to acquire P.J. Tucker amongst others and right. try to build. Right. I would assume, Shady, if an athlete giving up 15 million dollars 12 to 15 million dollars it's because he has been promised yep that hey in the back end we'll take care of you i assume daryl morey promised james harden a year ago hey opt out that deal we'll match you next year you'll be fine but then like joy said james harden he didn't really show up right he didn't necessarily hold up his end of the bargain and now daryl morey wants to go back on his word if i'm james harden i am furious because now you're playing with my money not just my emotions, now you're playing with my money, at least to the tune of 12 to $15 million. Okay. Then when you say, hey, opt in and we'll trade you. Opt in this year to, your, uh, to the one year left on your deal and we'll deal you, and then you don't deal me, now I'm heated. So I do see, I do see both sides with it, Joy. That's kind of my instantaneous reaction. Yeah, I see both sides as well. I completely understand it. But this is business. And, business. and this is why you don't give money back to organizations. Mm-hmm. Uh, unless you got it, to not miss, because this could happen. Aaron Rodgers gave back $35 million to the Jets. They could just do they, – they don't have to do anything with that. Right. They don't. He's still going to go play. He'll be mad, but you still have to go play. Like, you're trusting that – it's a trust factor yeah. here. Yeah. Trust, my, trust only goes so far. My, my biggest issue, right, with the whole thing is, okay, so, so now we're at this point. Right, if, if, if Daryl's right or James right, whoever it is. But now we're at this point. So now he said he doesn't want to play for this team, right? Now, you don't want to bring a, a star player back to a team that doesn't want to be there. Correct. Causes friction, causes chaos. But on the other part, it's like, okay, if we want to trade this guy, is there a lot of teams lining up to take him? That's the dilemma. And the money that you want to be paid? Correct. So that's where it's like now, like, what do we do now? I get it. I get where we're at. What are we doing now? To me, Shady, James Harden, you playing for the Sixers until we decide you are not. Because if we could have moved you, we would have moved you. Right. You don't think we want to? Thank you. You don't think we want to move you? But but, so what are they asking for? Because, like, teams ain't going to give up too much for James Harden at this stage. The guy had one dunk last year. Right? If you watch him play, he'll have spurts where he does well. They talk about these assists. Everybody, he's all, he leads league in assists and et cetera. He has the ball all the time. Sure. 
You, you should, right? You, you play with Embiid. I mean, you should. But here's, the, assist, but here's right? the dilemma, though. Come you on. can't get rid of your bona fide number two and not get a number two in return. But this is why you don't make these kind of promises. Like, this, this is why I see both sides of it. It's, it's, it's a bad situation, but this is why you don't put yourself in a position to lie to a player. Daryl Morey didn't have to guarantee this to him. He's, he, I'm sure he told yeah. him, like, we're going we're gonna to take care of you. We're going to try to take care of you. Yeah. I can't promise that this will happen, but if you perform and you, give, you, t- you t- take this pay cut mm. and you perform, then you will be a max player and you will be here. Yeah. These are all adults. First of all, he knows that. Yeah. This is on the board. It's a business, man. If, if, you just, if Daryl chose to put himself in a situation where he lied to him, then this is an outcome that could potentially happen. You have a star player who's angry, who doesn't want to be there. Now you're going to take a loss on a trade. It, 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 it can spew over into the season and affect the success of the team. That's all because you didn't have to promise I, anybody anything. And another part is, like, when I look at James Harden, when he was really at the high, height of his career offensively, I mean, he was lights out, right? Right. So I'm sure teams would trade for just trade that. But if you really look at his career, he is not a winner. So when you're not a winner for one, sure. right? I don't know whose fault it is, but all the teams he's been on, he's lost. Sure. Especially in the playoffs, he disappears. But anyway, if you ask him to be traded and you want this type of money, and you've been a, you've been you haven't been a winner your whole career, and now you're declining. Your, your, your attributes are declining. But here's here's the dilemma. Where do you go? Where do you go? Here's my dilemma, real quick for you. Who knows James Harden best? Daryl Morey. That's right. Okay. So if Daryl Morey knows James Harden's not a winner, he has to know that because okay. he was with James Harden okay. in Houston during right. the several collapses, collapse versus the Spurs, collapse versus the Warriors. He was there during all those collapses. Right. He still made the promise. The alleged promise of we are going to give max. you a max deal. So we can't act Assuming like. Assuming he thinks that he, he probably played at an at a, at a elite level. I, sure. Assuming. That's a fair assumption that you're making, and that's a fair point that Joy has made. But Daryl Moore, you know James Harden. You saw James Harden go two for 13 from three versus San Antonio Spurs, I believe it was in 2017. Like, you saw James Harden, maybe it was 2015. It's you saw James Harden versus the Warriors, State Warriors when seven. he fell up short. You were there. But this, Court side. This is sports. This is sports. Right. You always believe that you can win. You always believe you have a chance. A thousand percent. And you that always true, believe yeah. in your the own team. ability. You yeah. believe in the team that you've assembled. They got the league MVP. Would you, had... would you pay him a max? No. No. Would you pay him a max? No, but, but no. I also oh, wouldn't okay, promise right. someone I'm going to pay them a max either. That's true. Yeah. I'm not, I don't need to lie to you. No. Keep it real. I would love to pay you a max if you're a max player when it's time to pay you max money. But it makes the most sense, though, Joy, because is when, when, when players of James Harden's stature, like Shady was with the Philadelphia Eagles, when Shady steps into Andy Reid's office and they both as men have a conversation, hey, 2-5, can we borrow some money from you this year because we're trying to build a Super Bowl roster? We'll take care of you on the back end. Absolutely no. Sure. You might say that now, but I know, I know you and Andy was like this. We are. You and Andy we we are. But one thing, man, like, I, I always value how Andy Reid, um, how he drafted so, um, listen, you're a great coach. You draft well. I need you to draft great players because I can't give that money back. I can't do it. Mm-hmm. Work too hard for it. Can't do it. That's facts. That's facts. Can't do it. <laughs> can't do it. Won't do it. <laughs> Won't do it. Can't do it. All right, coming up, which new face in a new place are we looking forward to most? There was so much action in the preseason, and we are going to highlight all the stars you need to see. Plus, we will be joined by Super Bowl champion Golden Tate on okay. this very desk. That's next on Speak. Remember, check us out every day. That's another damn kid, huh? Okay, we'll bring them on. We'll bring them on.
Greetings, soccer fans. Are you ready for the 2023 FIFA Women's World Cup? Because we are. That's right. Australia and New Zealand, look out. State of the Union is coming. Off the post and we'll be going above and beyond down under. We'll have new podcast episodes every single match day. So follow Lexi Lawless's State of the Union on the Fox app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi, family. We're now joined by 11-year NFL vet Super Bowl champ, Golden Tay. Golden, what's up, baby? What's happening? How you living, my guy? How you living? I'm great. Just dad life and pickleballing and... (laughs) Talking football and okay. And talking football. Well, let's talk a little bit of football because there were so many preseason games over the weekend. And right now we want to talk about some of the players that changed uniforms this offseason on a new team and have us thinking about the best new faces in new places. I'm kicking it off because the one player that caught the most attention to me was Quentin Johnson of the Chargers. Now, if y'all know anything about Quentin yeah. Johnson, 6'4, 225 pounds out of TCU, I thought, oh, he might play outside. He's a little bit too big to be in the slot but when I watched him in this preseason game if he's able to play in the slot plus Mike Williams Keenan Allen on the outside Justin Herbert should have a field day in this offense especially with the addition of Kellen Moore so my favorite new face in a new place off the weekend is that dude Quentin Johnson an absolute stud out of TCU unanimous all-american bona fide dude Tate you played wide receiver what did you make of Quentin Johnson what do you make of Quentin Johnson with the Chargers I truly cannot believe how much this 6'4 guy has wiggle. (laughs) He dang near got more wiggle than I had. I mean, his hips are nice. And so Mm. we saw him run a route where he just created separation where he really wasn't in a winning position. And you can bet that Kellen Moore is taking notes. And you're going to have Keenan, Mike, and QJ on the same field? And they all tall? (laughs) Watch out. (laughs) 2-5. Look, tap the hand. Let's get it. (laughs) I'm going with DeAndre Swift from the Philadelphia Eagles. I'm not being biased. Listen. When he got drafted, I said, this kid has top five talent. He's quick. He's explosive. He'll run you over. He'll run around you. And he has speed. Look at this move right Look at this move right here. He showed us from Shady McCoy crazy work, feet work right there. Yep. Um, and then it's not his career. First of all, he's playing with the best office line in football. I had a conversation with Deuce Staley over the weekend, and we were talking about Miles Sanders and et cetera, about the, the, the running game. And he was saying he couldn't really judge him because the holes were so big for the Eagles yeah, last year. great point. You put Swift with that offensive line, and he's been averaging 5.5 yards per carry last year. And think about this. In the passing game, he's averaged 550 catches a, a year. So you can catch the ball, you can run the ball, and he can block. Shady. 1,500 yards, all purpose. I'm calling out right now, today. I, I saw that. Let's you made it. that prediction Come on. on Twitter. Come on. Swift going for 1,500 total. I, I've, Come on. I've gone on record saying he's the most talented running back since the Eagles had you on the roster. I think he's more talented than any running back since. And, and I would say this, to be honest, he is more, when I say this, people won't think I'm crazy, but more versatile than I was because – I wasn't going to put my head in, the, head in there all the time. Yeah, yeah. You know, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. If it's fourth down, fourth and one, third down, I'm going to do that. Second and, and eight? Oh, whoa, whoa, you got me. Next play. There's no need. There's no need. <laughs> so you think he can be the – it's hard to say missing piece for the Eagles because the Eagles had so many great pieces. And Miles Sanders had 1,200 yards last year. But 
What do you think Swift can bring the Eagles offense that they lacked last year? First of all, he has to stay healthy. That's been his issue, mm-hmm. being healthy. But I just think that with the RPOs, with Jalen Hurts, yeah, right? pass options. That's yep. hard to, 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 to judge. It's hard to cover and to defend. And then I think with Swift, it's, I told you before, he can do everything. You don't have to take him out of the game. I know they want to use Penny to kind of keep them both healthy, but Swift could do it himself. And if knowing that, that's what makes him so special for this offense to keep going forward. So I've been on him for a little while coming into the season. Obviously, he seems to be the best quarterback in the division, but Derek oh. Carr had a really Yes, really he did. Start he bought out. He looked like a franchise quarterback. That's what a veteran quarterback should look like in the preseason. Very decisive, committed, six for eight, 70 yards, averaging 8.8 yards per throw, touchdown, no interceptions, 140 rating. That looks like how he should look. Mm-hmm. He looks comfortable. He looks decisive. Nah. That's what I wanted to see from him. Now, look, I don't like to get too much into, like, the chip in the shoulder thing. Like, okay, it's, it's wonderful to have a chip on your shoulder. It's very special. Keep it there, pet it, water it, whatever you need to do. Pet but it. you also need to be able to play with the chip on the shoulder. Like, yeah. let, that, let that supplement your play. It can't be the only thing that you have going for you. And, look, he was a little hurt. You know, he, he went yeah. through a little thing, and he looked down. I think they could easily win the division. If he, keeps, if he looks like that throughout the season, just also, you look around that division, a lot of question marks, a lot of young guys, a, big, a lot of big transitions. So I, I liked what I saw from Derek Carr. And he looked very comfortable. Yes. I, I liked it. That yeah. was the biggest thing to yeah. me. Like, yeah. some quarterbacks, and we'll talk more about them later, just looked surprised right. when they were going up against defenses. He looked comfortable. Now, Tate, you played with, obviously, Russ. You played with Stafford. You played with Wentz. Mm-hmm. Um, you played with Daniel Jones. When you think about Derek Carr, how do you grade him as caliber quarterback? He's only been to one playoff game, yeah, if I'm not yeah, mistaken, yeah. and though he led his team to two. Remember, he got hurt in that one season. How do you grade Derek Carr based off ability and how far he can take? Mm, that's a hard one because I, I, I think he's a good quarterback, but I think his situation he was in before this year was a little sketchy a lot of the times. And you see him make some incredible plays, and you see him make some plays like, why? Yeah. Why? Yeah, yeah. Now, him in New Orleans, baby. <laughs> okay. If I'm, if I'm Mike Thomas in Alave, I am running extra gassers and doing extra conditioning because he is going to air the ball out. Yep, and that is what New Orleans has been lacking, in my opinion, for a while now. And so I cannot wait to see. I think this is the perfect situation for Derek to be in. Speaking of airing the ball out, who was your favorite face in a new place? I think you had a receiver, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Who you got? Calvin Ridley. Oh, he's a beast. You hear a lot about that name. Calvin Ridley's a beast. Oh, I cannot yeah. wait. This guy in college was a baller. Yep, yes, absolutely. he was. Yes, and, he was. And, and Atlanta was a baller. Mm-hmm. I mean, this, he's a guy that is fast and looks fast. His, his explosion is, is incredible. And he gets in and out of his breaks very nicely. I'm talking about, you might be thinking he's running a go up, come back, mm-hmm. gifted. You might be thinking he's running a, a slant, slant and go. But his, his stagger step and his jab step, step is what separates him, in my opinion. He could be running full speed at you, and you think, oh, he's about to run a go, and he's going to give you that one step like I'm running a go, cross your face, and be gone. Yeah. Calvin Ridley's a beast. No. Listen, he, he can't bet. I can bet. I'm betting on him. I'm betting on him. <laughs> you have a great year this year because he's a Air beast. <laughs> he's a beast. For context, Calvin Ridley suspended one year for gambling. Yeah. Hey, Calvin Ridley had over 1,300 yards a year before his suspension. Mm. And he had some mental health issues. He mm-hmm. had to sit. Where do you think Calvin Ridley will pop off this year? You think a 1,300-yard season, a 1,000-yard season, a 1,500-yard season with Doug Peterson and Trevor Lawrence, where will he fall in that wide receiver ledger? Top five, top ten, what should we expect? I think his ceiling is very high. Yeah. 
My only question is if he's going to be a little rusty weeks one through three. Right. But after one through three, that boy is full go. He's gone. You put Doug Peterson and Trevor Lawrence? Yeah. And I think Trevor Lawrence, third year? <laughs> <laughs> Receivers love Calvin Ridley. Look, love I'm betting all overs. I'm taking him in fantasy. <laughs> all the chips, let's go. Because he can do everything. I mean, he, like you say, he's fast. He can run routes. He, he sells everything. Is he gets a deep ball, oh, it's a stop. Like, he does everything. And, and after the catch, when I watched him play in uh, Atlanta and I was with the Bucks, I'm like, yo, who, who that? I mean, I knew him, but I didn't know he was that. And every receiver that talks about the Alabama wide receivers, they always put him in there for a reason. So I love Calvin Ridley. No doubt about that. Well, when we return, it will be the most fascinating conversation of the day. Everybody wants to talk about Russell Wilson and the drama that's gone on in Denver with his talent. But we have a Super Bowl champion teammate of Russell Wilson, Golden Tate, joining us on the desk. Are we encouraged or discouraged after preseason game number one? That is next. Do not go anywhere for this dialogue. Cannot wait. Hey, college football fans, Joel Klatt here. We are bringing you the best college football analysis every week. Any questions? Then send them into the Joel Klatt Show mailbag. Follow the Joel Klatt Show on the Fox Sports app or wherever you get your podcasts. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Okay, let's get to the NFL. Russell Wilson, he had a bad first year in Denver, but now it's on to year two. He saw a lot of action in the Broncos' first preseason game. Now, Russ started off slow, but finished 7 for 13, 93 yards with a touchdown pass to Jerry Judy. I'm standing up here in front of the big board with Super Bowl champ Tate. What up, baby? What up, What's baby? Happening? What up, baby? What's happening? Russell Wilson's former teammate. I want to show you all two plays that led me to be encouraged about Russell Wilson's performance. Now, the first play, Tate, Russell Wilson gets burned. The second play it's the exact same play by the defense but then he actually burns them first thing i want everybody to see at home take a look at the time stamp so the time stamp tells you 13 30 in the second quarter defense is in an all-out blitz but my question for you how can the viewer at home know this defense is in an all-out blitz i know as a receiver because these two guys are stacked the backer and the safety backer and the safety and that and then again, we look at the receiver, which is where I specialize. I yep. see this DB off about 8 to 10 yards, and he's 2 yards inside. As a receiver, my eyes are lighting, lighting up. Okay, pause. So the reason that these two players being stacked can tell you it's an all-out blitz is because this safety is actually covering this tight end. This linebacker is actually in the blitz. Russell Wilson, however, he does not identify that. As I let the play run, and y'all take a look at it, blitz is coming. Russell Wilson, all he really should do, I'm going to run it back for y'all, all he really should do, it's hit the underneath route. Am I, am I incorrect in saying that? Should he not hit the tight end right here or hit Judy over the middle? Okay, okay, you're not wrong. Those are options, and those are the conservative options, but we in preseason, baby. If you look up top, he has time. He's back, in the, he's in his, he's back there. If this guy up top runs the post route, okay, 
across his face, it might be a touchdown, but the, but the receiver quits on the route. Here's my problem, though. I'm tired of might bees with Russell Wilson. You feel me? Like, I can't do no more might bees. What I want now is guarantees, because later on in the game, Tate, 7-0-1, it's roughly six minutes later, the defense is going to be in the exact same look. It is an all-out blitz, zero pressure. Now, what are you thinking if you're Jerry Judy in the slot and you know it's an all-out blitz? And I know I have a slant. I just got to win inside, and there's nobody there. There's no safety. There's no linebackers. And if I just went on this route, it's probably six. And pot out. This is what I love about it, because Russell Wilson, the very first time, he was surprised by the all-out blitz. Well, this time, he hits Jerry Judy on the slant, and I know you wanted to take a look at it from a different angle, because Russell Wilson, he learned from his first mistake, and he capitalized on his second mistake. What did you see in this picture when you see it the second time around? Off the snap, he's looking left. He sees, he identifies as cover zero, and he sees this big old linebacker coming. Screaming. He gets back to the right side. Jerry Judy's hits him with a bump, bump, bump. Slant. Hey, crazy work. Him. Crazy work. Dots him. And takes a hit. And now we got six points. And we got six points. What I was encouraged about with Russell Wilson is that the very first time you saw the play, he got beat by it. But take the second time he saw it, he beat the defense with it. Let's head to the desk, shall we? Heading to the desk because the, so many people will talk about Russell Wilson this year. And rightfully loves so. Love that song. <laughs> and rightfully so. But Shady, were you encouraged or were you discouraged by Russell Wilson's preseason? I, I, I was encouraged. I mean... You know, on, on what, out of three of them drives, right? Three of the four of the drives, he should have he had field goals. He should have had some points. They missed the field goal. So, so, I mean, he looked okay. I think he struggled at first, but then again, I struggled at first before. In preseason game, you know, it's, it's, you're a little rusty and you're in a whole new offense. That's the thing that people don't understand. Like, yeah, Sean Payne's a hell of a coach, super smart offensive mind, but it's a new offense. You should try to learn it. I remember with Tom Brady with the, with the Bucks, he's great. There's nobody greater than Tom Brady, but... There would be times where he would confuse the terminology or certain hot reads. He's used to doing it in, in New England for 20-something years. Yep. With the Bucks, it was different. Like, dang. So we had to figure it out. And I love that Sean Payton, he kept them guys out there. Hold up. No, 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 no. I don't care if it's an early preseason game. You stay out there till you get it done. That's an that's a Andy Reid thing. Oh, I, I know I told you guys you have one series, but you guys look bad. Go back out there. And what did he do? He went back out there. The same read that he messed up the first time, he got it right the second time. And I love to see that as a quarterback. He's getting better and better and better. I think we'll see a better Russ this year. Yeah, we have no choice. We have no we'll choice, see. Joy, but to see a better Russ this year, encouraged or discouraged by Russ. She loves this topic. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Russ is... Joy, let's, let's ride. <laughs> <laughs> It is Mr. Unlimited. You got unlimited time. Unlimited. Um, he is making uh, almost unlimited money, too. He is $160 million guaranteed. He's on a five-year, $240 million deal. Did that look like five-year, $240 million? Absolutely not. So I want to give Russ some grace also. Okay. I want to be, like, reasonable about it. But, we, I mean, Derek Carr looked way, way better than that. Now, listen. The offensive line was bad. Terrible. Yeah, terrible. And he was getting hit a lot. A lot. And... A lot of zero blitzes, too. A lot of zero mm-hmm. coverage. It came after. It came after. Mm-hmm. So the, the, he's going to have that every game, though. Like, every single game, he's going to be playing against an NFL defense that's trying to hit him. Mm-hmm. Until so, he stops it. Right. Like, so I... I guess I would have just... He's not... Say what it. you need to say. Say it. Because I want to, like, support... <laughs> 
<laughs> but like, he's not a rookie quarterback. This is a guy who's who's he's on a five-year, two hundred forty million dollar deal. Like, this is a this is a Super Bowl champion who's been to two Super Bowls. I know it was bad last year, and I know he's in a new offense, and I know Sean Payton's offense is complicated, and all these things. But like, come on, this is Russell Wilson. The, you, you, the, I feel you. Here's my question for you, Golden Tate, because we say what Joy just said a lot, and I'm not exactly sure what it means anymore. What okay. Joy say? This is Russell Wilson. I don't really know what that means anymore. What it used to mean was, this is a top five quarterback. Mm -hmm. What it used to mean was, this is a Super Bowl champion quarterback. What it used to mean was, this is a galvanizer of Super Bowl champion caliber team. What it used to mean was, this is somebody you could trust to give you a winning record, even if the defense was putrid. What it means now, I don't know. This is Russell Wilson, I don't know. But you know, you played with him. Who is Russell Wilson at quarterback right now? What do you believe? Russell Wilson is going to give you a chance when he's comfortable and confident. Now, I can't say he's comfortable or confident right now because he's, one, got a new offense he's learning, a yeah. new way to do things. And two, I, what I see when I watch that film, I see him a little worried, like I, as if I don't trust the people around me maybe. Maybe, the, the, I don't know if it's a play calling or if it's the offensive line, but he just doesn't seem comfortable. And I know I wouldn't be comfortable if I felt if I was getting hit in a preseason game four, five, six times, <laughs> right? right, right? right. Yeah. And so uh, I, I, he doesn't have to look like a, a $500 million quarterback right now. That's not, they don't count. Right, that's true. Week one is what I want to see. And I, I know Russell is going to keep grinding, staying late, showing up early, uh, and, and they're going to ride at some point. And Sean, Sean Payton knows what he's doing. He didn't come there for, by luck. He knows what he's doing. I know that Russell and, and, and uh, Drew Brees spent a lot of time together. He wanted to emulate his game a little bit. So I know they're talking. Peyton's talking. And they're going to get this figured out. Let's not panic. But let's be refreshed that we saw uh, Russell not make the same mistake twice right, as that right, cover, right, cover zero. Right, in yeah. fact, he ended up coming back and throwing a dot, getting hit, and six points later. He, to play devil's advocate, and the devil does not need an advocate, but I shall anyway. To play devil's advocate, Russ shouldn't have made the mistake in the first point. Like, to Joy's point, he's not a rookie. Like, zero blitz. Now, first off, why are you zero blitzing in preseason? I feel like that should be like yeah. an unwritten rule yeah. of like, let's not zero yeah. blitz in preseason. But you early shouldn't, preseason game, early preseason game. But you should know it's hot. Ball has to come out right, high. Right. Like, I, but but to me, he was tripping on that in look, the first place. And, I, and you you are right, but it's like talking on TV about it, right? Giving my pain on it, but then putting myself back into the helmet. And I've messed up blitzes that I know, right? A preseason game, you know, you know, I, I see that the safety coming down, they about to blitz. Mm -hmm. And and why am I looking to the right? I know it's coming. <laughs> to, and I've been there, so I, I can't sit up here and. And say, oh, Russ, man, he should have known that. Where he probably did, but then sometimes I feel like you got to get back out there, man. Get touched a little bit. Get, get the, the flow, the game, all these things matter. So I will say this on your, on your take. I will back you up on, on like, I, I think Russ, I can see him getting more comfortable and comfortable. Right? It is new. It is fresh. And in the preseason, like, like the, 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 the third one is where the, the, the most important one. Where now we're really game planning. It's a real game. Mm -hmm. The first one, first couple is like, okay, you're not really game planning exactly what it is, but mm -hmm. going to that last or third one, you're really on it. Mm -hmm. and, and that's the one I really want to see. Like, okay, how does Russ really look like? Mm -hmm. He's had training camp for a couple weeks. He's been touched. He's been hit. He's been in the real game. Mm -hmm. He's been with Sean Payton. Uh, I'm being corrected. That's another thing I love about Sean Payton because he corrects some players. Right. So, okay, go out there, do your thing. Boom. Now, what a great coach is, we're going to teach you on that. And if he does the same thing again, it's like, okay, hold on, Russ. You're not a rookie now, bro. Hold up. So, a great player could... Make a mistake, learn from it, That's true. and don't do it again. 
Why is he getting hit so much? Why is he playing four <laughs> series? Right? Yeah. Why are we talking about if this was any other player not named Russell Wilson, like we just let's just take Russ's like Russell Wilson's name is off the back of the jersey. Just what he's being paid. I just blind resume. This guy's won a Super Bowl, been to a second one. Okay. Has this many years in the league. Money. And is being paid $240 million. And that is what you saw in a preseason game. Your reaction will be what? Take the emotion out of that. We all want Russ to win. Mm-hmm. I would say collectively it wasn't good enough. Like the O-line was so bad, I couldn't grade Russ exclusively. I was just like, they, they don't look good. But if the, if the offensive line is that bad, knowing and we are seeing that the offensive line is that bad, you still feel compelled to keep him in for four series? You have to, though. Yeah. Because to Sadie's point, like, because yes. here, here's what it is otherwise, Joy. Otherwise, they go to practice on Monday having played bad against Cardinals halfway fringe starters. Right. Like, you have no confidence. So you have to leave him in until he scores just so on Monday at least they feel in themselves yeah. and the coaches can be like, hey, this is what we did right. Imagine if yep, Russell yep, Wilson yeah. never has the time to correct the bad play. Yeah. Right. Now he's beat the bad play. So now when he goes into practice, he's like, oh, bet. Mm-hmm. I've, I've done it right. Yeah. But Tate, if he only ever has bad performances, in my mind, there is no correction. I know you were going to chime in. What's on your mind? I, I think we're hanging our hat up on the first cover zero play where he threw it down the field. And I truly have no problem because in practice and in preseasons, when you try to, you try different things. Yeah, that's true. That's you true. see what works to see what doesn't work. We know Russell Wilson can throw the ball. So the easy play. Do we? No, 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 I don't no, know no, if that's no, no, fair no, no. I mean, no, I can no, testify on that one. He can throw deep. He can tell you that. I one don't of the know. Best out there. You got sure. that? Come but on. You, you're testifying on something based on 2014, if I'm not mistaken. 2013. Ooh. This Russ is Don't put start. Russ in that James, James I mean, Harden category. He don't do that. <laughs> still throw a spiral and get it down the field. So I'll give him the benefit he can still throw. But look. He can easily, well, I, I, I believe that he can easily throw that shallow route right there and complete it probably. No doubt, no doubt. Okay, and, not, and probably not get hit. But instead, I see it as he's going to be selfless. I'm going to let my, my, my guy who's supposed to be running a post because he identifies as cover zero, I'm going to throw it up and see if he can make that play, if he can go get that ball. I got a question though like for that. you, Tate. I got like a question. Now, if it's, if it's fourth quarter in an AFC championship game, right. you know, you got, you got to check that thing down. I would want to agree with you, but here's my problem, America. Okay. Russ in Denver no longer gets that benefit of the doubt. Seattle, Russ, where you and him won Super Bowls and y'all did phenomenal things, I'm with you all day. You write up, you know, I'm, let me tithe into your offering plate. But this Denver, Russ, he doesn't have the luxury in my mind of, oh, let me just try this out. Do what works. Because last year, nothing worked. 16 touchdowns, 9 interceptions, maybe 11 interceptions. He, he does not have the luxury to just, oh, let me work on my left hand. You ain't making right-handed layups right now, Russ. Uh-huh. Just make your layups. That's what I want to see right now. Make your layups. Okay. Go we gonna be here all day, y'all. We got time. <laughs> Look, it's TV. Man, we got time, baby. Let's, let's really talk, though, okay? <laughs> this man been in Seattle for, what, 8, 9, 10 years? Yes, sir. Same. He been there his whole career, and okay. then all of a sudden, He's in a new organization. It is hard to succeed. You've been doing something one way for your entire career, and now it's completely different. And he was not in the best situation. I mean, the culture was completely different than it was in Seattle. And now he's trying to figure it all out. Like, he's had a bunch. He's had a bunch of good seasons. Tons. A bunch. Yes, and he's had yes. one horrific season. Yes, and now we're not going to give him, we're not giving him any leash? I, I'm, I'm giving him leash, but I, I, don't, I believe in this. And Tate, this has been ingrained into my mind. One of these quotes I will never forget. Practice doesn't make perfect. Perfect practice makes perfect. Uh-huh. We always hear oh, practice makes perfect. Yeah. No, it don't. Perfect <laughs> practice makes perfect. So Russ, if it's third and seven, 
and you are going to just, oh, let me just throw it up and see if my receiver is going to make a play. No, no, no. Why don't you just do what I need you to do come week one so you can beat the Chiefs, so you can beat the Raiders, so you can beat the Chargers? Why are we practicing things? So let me give my receiver a chance. So wait, let me, let me butter him for a second. You say he doesn't have the luxury to try that? Not right now, not in Denver. Like, why, why, why not? In because a was, he, had a bad, he had a bad game or a bad season last year? It was a terrible season last year. That don't matter. That don't matter. See, one thing about having confidence, I don't care how bad he played, we know his, what his best is, and he knows that. So my thing is, if you're trying new things out, why not? This is preseason. Pre- that's what it's for. Because you haven't gotten – here's my, here's my, my dilemma. No, my I, dilemma's I, I don't agree with you on this one. Sure. Okay, let me, let, let me make my point and see if you will. <laughs> I, if, if, if I trusted Russ to make the layups, then please shoot threes. Shoot jumpers. You know what I'm saying? Pull up from the logo if you want to. But in Denver, Indianapolis Colts, week four, game on a line, interception, Stephon Gilmore, Colts versus Broncos, yep, Paul Watson. Yep. Mm-hmm. In Denver, he was not making his layups. So I don't want to he see him year. to make jumpers. He had a bad year. That's cool. He had a bad year. You say it so flippantly, Shady. I'm that a, bad year was no. $440 million, $40 million year. Now they paid him. I get Correct. that. But see, if you lose confidence, then you'll never get back to that level. If you think how you think he'll never get, get back to being Russell Wilson that we know of. He won't even try it. He, see, he'd be too scared it, to try it. The way you was talking about him, he was so bad and this and that. And now he was bad. But if he thinks the way you thinking, he'll never be that great because now he's not trying nothing. He's trying to mess up. Yeah, let, let, let me do whatever coach wants me to do. Here's, that's, what, get, that's what rookies do that's not confident. But here mm-hmm. is my, here's the difference for me. What do they always say about uh, shooters, Joy? They got to see the ball shoot. get in the basket. Oh, mm-hmm. well. Shooter, shoot, shoot. Shoot or shoot. They do. But, but they got to see the ball. My quote actually agrees with Shady. Shoot or shoot. What? That's what Steph Curry said. But, but what, even uh, Kevin Durant, the God, that Shady likes oh, to tell me. What did he do versus the Denver Nuggets in game three? You know what? Let me get to the free throw line. Whew. I, I ain't making no trees. I ain't making no threes. I ain't making no pull-up numbers. Let me get to the free throw line. Let me take the easiest shot possible. See about the a, ball about a, playoff, a playoff game compared to preseason. I'm not even, I'm talking about the principle. The I'm, principle is see the ball go into the basket and first. And that's, that's what will give you confidence. I'm, yes. in, I'm in the middle of it. I hear you that you should try things in preseason, but I also would have liked to come away from that game seeing a nice, clean, precision, comfortable performance from Russell Wilson, yeah. who, let's be honest, once it's real go time, mm-hmm. all of those excuses and all the new places and new, like, he's got it. He doesn't have infinite time to perform well. Mm-hmm. He doesn't. Let's just be serious about it. Last year was a, a big loss, and it's now, he has Sean Payton there. Like, there's going to be an expectation that we should see a, an improvement at the very least. So all I'm saying is nothing to overreact to. It's not panic end of the world or anything like that. I just would have liked to see a better, more decisive performance in from a Russell Wilson, who's not Daniel Jones, who's not Matt Jones, who, Justin like Fields. Justin Fields, like who, who, who are not Bryce Young. We're not looking at these guys like, oh, you know, they, they, they still have the room to be panicky. Russ take, doesn't have that. Take us home. Final word. I can understand. And that's a very reasonable thing to say. And the fact that we're sitting here using basketball analogies, <laughs> the, oh, the hoop does not move. You get right. there. It's all up to right. you. Yeah. In this situation, we're pretty much about one play. It, it, and, and it takes two to tango, right? Absolutely. Okay, so in my opinion, we're having a whole other conversation right now. If the receiver runs the post the correct way and he drops it, runs up under and catches that for six points, it's a whole other discussion right now. No doubt. It'd be another discussion if the Broncos won more than five games last year. <laughs> it would be. Okay. Well, speaking of somebody who had a great preseason game, one of the best we've seen, Shady, Justin Fields. Ooh. I mean, he was absolutely terrific. Oh, absolutely man. terrific. Kate, we appreciate you. Thanks so much for the time, baby. When we return, it's a Justin Fields conversation. Are we sold after his star-studded preseason wow. game? star-studded. Ooh, nice word. Okay. Ha, ha, ha.
swim in the air, left back, it goes! MLB playoffs are near, and you know what that means, Alex? Yep, Flippin' Bats will be staying up late and having all the fun. From breaking down the most important stories and games, nobody's done what he's doing. Nobody, not even Babe Ruth. To interviewing baseball's biggest stars. I felt like I was pitching more stress. I was trying to be so perfect. No one covers America's pastime like us. So as we sprint towards this year's World Series on Fox, please make sure to listen, follow, and subscribe to Flippin' Bats with Ben Verlander and me. Alex Curry. Baseball is fun, and so are we. We're going to have fun, dang it. We'll talk to you soon. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. You can help those affected by the wildfires in Hawaii. Your donation enables the Red Cross to prepare for it, respond to, and help people recover from these disasters. Go to redcross.org slash foxforward. Let's get back to the NFL action. Justin Fields had a phenomenal preseason game with the help of his star-studded specialist, DJ Moore. Went crazy. You see that 60-yard catch right there off the screen. But ultimately, Justin Fields was a perfect three for three. Two touchdown passes, and the Bears win, joined by Fox NFL analyst TJ Hoosmanzada. TJ, what up? My boy, my boy. How y'all doing? Okay, I'm, I'm good for now. <laughs> Ask me again in roughly eight minutes and 42 seconds by the end of this conversation. Shady, Justin Fields. You've been critical of him, rightfully so. But after that preseason game, three for three, exited immediately. Offense looked good. Fields looked good. What did you make by that dominant performance? It looked good. I mean, two touchdowns, right? But three passes, 129 yards, no interceptions. No picks. Looked good to me. Can we be serious? Can we be serious? I thought you were being serious. I was on the Detroit Teller right there. (laughs) Can we be serious? Yo, the man threw the ball three times, right? Not one pass, not one pass was down the field. Everything was behind a line of scrimmage. Sure. What are we talking about here? There's some screens. What we need to be talking about is how good DJ Moore looked, how fast he looked, how elusive he looked. That's what we need to talk about. And on the first touchdown, it was behind and it was low. It wasn't a good pass. And it's only, what, a six-yard pass behind a line of scrimmage. I don't want to hate, though. I don't want to hate. Don't hate, because it sounds like you I don't want to spoil his moment. You can't. It's crazy that you're making this a moment. But anyway, I think that he is showing improvement on, I can't even say that. I can't even lie to the people in the world. I can't, America, I can't lie to y'all. I didn't see much. I see some screen passes that we're all parading about. I need to see some real football, right? Seriously, though. The one thing I can say is that he has playmakers around him. Now, you could throw a screen to DJ Moore. You can take it 60-something yards to the crib. That's impressive. That's going in the right direction. So for this offense, I do think that if he plays well, because he was young. He's still young. He's still proven. I think he, he, the players they have around him now, he can go forward and make some plays, I think, in a, in a passing game. And I think he has some success with this team. But I got to see it. You're not going to tell me two screens for 100-something yards three is great. Three for three, 129? Yeah, I, I, saw, I yeah. saw a lot. Okay, well. I saw two touchdown passes. I mean, I like screens, That's too. I, saw. I, like, I like screens. Come on now. Are you crazy? I, I look at it, it. It wasn't dominant at all. Thank you. But up here, mentally, mentally. it's going to help him. Because he's going to say to my, himself, 
I don't always have to get outside the pocket and run. I don't always have to force a throw because I make a screen pass to DJ Moore, he take a 60. Uh, we got a screen to the back, got a little pressure. Now, he got out of it. There's not too many guys going to get out of that. Talk about and it. And make that throw Talk with about the screen it. to the running back. Yeah, he, oh, my God. You got to give him. Give him his credit. Because he gets out of the pocket oh. and makes a good throw, it's like, oh, he's supposed to do that. He's a mobile quarterback. But how many guys wouldn't do that? Thank you. So you have to give him his credit Look for the From How many he guys made it look get, easy, bro. Shady. He, he, and he should do that. He escaped and threw a screen pass. But I think people forget. Come on. Y'all know that Justin Fields coming out of high school won the Elite 11 competition Mm -hmm. and Trevor Lawrence was in that competition. That's a throwing competition. You don't even run in that. That's a throwing competition. High school was one. He won that. And so mentally, that's going to do a lot for him. And we all know we played the game. When you really feel good about your game up here, you're going to play that way. And so the confidence that he may have taken a hit on last year, he's building it right back up. I think it's better to look good in the preseason than look bad, mm. right? <laughs> That's about it, huh? <laughs> I mean, I, like, here's the thing. I think he looked good, right? He looked, he looked efficient. He didn't throw any picks. He got out of that, that little bit of trouble, was able to make the pass. I do agree with Shady. Mm-hmm. When you look at the passes, they weren't down the field. They were, so it, was a, it was a lot of yak, sure. right? So we can agree with that because that's what happened. And yeah. if we're going to if we're going to focus on Justin Fields developing as a passer this year, then yes, I think we need to see a little bit more from him downfield passing for us to be convinced that he is truly taking the next step in that. Where I do agree with Shady as well is you got playmakers now. So while we're developing that, you have some real pieces that can assist you in that as a young quarterback that can help make plays and boost your confidence, help you grow into the game in that way. So overall, good thing. I'm not going to go dominant. I'm not going to go you know, best, best performance of the, of the weekend or anything like that <laughs> because it, we've, we've seen, we know he's athletic. Yes, yes, we he is. We know he's athletic. We know he's fast. We know he's played a lot of football at a high level against a lot of good competition. Done, done, done. We already knew those things. What we need to know is, is Justin Fields going to be able to stay in the pocket and put the ball down the field? That is what the NFL is these days. I need to know that. I need to know that. And we didn't get that answered through this performance. No. We, did, we do you, know Roy. that he looked solid. It's good, to, it's, it's good to have a good performance. It's good for his confidence. And we know that DJ Moore is going to do quite fine. We, well, we got some answers yes. for me. Like, uh, TJ, you make a good point. I, I've always believed in this. The job of the quarterback is to get the ball into the hands of the playmakers. Okay. Simple. If somebody flies in for Martin and says, hey, what's the job of the quarterback? I would answer to get the job into the hands of the playmakers. Dilemma. Last year, Justin Fields was the playmaker. So he couldn't get the ball into nobody else's hands. What I learned from this performance and what I love from this performance is now he's like, oh, wait a second, Khalil Herbert. I can dump it off to you. Run the play one more time, the Khalil Herbert play if we can. I don't know if they're separated. The fascinating thing, and TJ brought this up about the Herbert play, Justin Herbert last year in my mind, he would have probably kept that. He would have been like, you know what? I don't know if I'm dumping this one off. Like, I'm going to just tuck it and run. Instead, he sees Khalil Herbert, and he dumps it off, and Herbert takes it the extra 60 yards to the crib, and Herbert had the ability to take it 60 yards to the crib. So there's a confidence boost that I'm a fan of, and there's also now he has more playmakers I'm a fan of. I didn't see him throw the ball downfield, no. 
But I saw him have 129 passing yards, and last year on average he had 140 for a game. He had 129 through three series. I saw all three passes were behind the line of scrimmage, right? So just imagine how far he has to throw the ball to, to get that, that confidence. We only can run that's, what's that's, called. Hold on, that's, that's one thing. See, I, I don't, I don't want to make this a negative thing, but I got to be honest. That's who I am. That's how my mom and dad raised me, to be honest. <laughs> right? And I'm not myself. He has to show me. He has to prove to me because that right there is not the proof. Throwing screens is not the proof. And another thing. You talked about high school to defend this kid. I won't even go that far. But I will say this. I'm not big and confident on Ohio State quarterbacks. That's fair. You know why I'm not? I agree because with that. Because when you go to them schools, they got all the top picks. All the top picks. That's fair. The, the, the best office linemen, the best wide receivers, best running backs. receivers. The, the, the good coaches, good defense. That's fair. All top picks. So now it's like, I don't have to really do much. I don't have to do much. I let the playmakers do everything. Then you go to come to the NFL. Name me some quarterbacks from Ohio State. I mean, that they, oh, you have a point. Name, name I, some that's they the, I can't. So that's why when that's it comes to Justin point. Fields, right, he has to show me. And C.J. Stroud, I, I, I'm not judging him yet because I haven't seen enough of him. He's a rookie. I never really judge rookies. That's, not, that's my, my thing. You got to show me. So I don't want to, you know, um, hate on his parade, right? He did something positive. He could have threw the ball in the dirt for the screen. So I'm not hating on him. I'm the same. That ain't enough for me. You got to show me that. We ain't going to watch Tate and like, oh, man, great job. Fair. But what about when you think about the Chicago Bears as a whole? Not just okay. Justin Fields, okay. but what about you think about the Bears as a whole? Herbert's a big addition stepping into that yes. role, replacing yep. David Montgomery. Mm-hmm. Um, DJ Moore, we obviously have great. him extensively. I love DJ Moore. Phenomenal addition. Yes. At least when you look at the Bears as a whole. Because truth be told, if Justin Fields throws for, you know, 3,500 yards next year and 2,000 of them are on yak. We're not going to be like, yeah, man, but it was all yak. We're just going to no, say, right, right. yo, because yep, remember, yep. Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, as Shady probably knows well, led the league in lack, yak last year by a large margin. Mm-hmm. We don't talk about yak yards. We just say, hey, you know what? He was nice. Yeah, are you, you confident in the Bears as a whole, at least after so many? I, I got to give the Bears a lot of credit, especially in the front office. They did some moves. They stayed with Justin Fields for one, because mm-hmm. we didn't know if they're going to get the pick away or not. Great point. They stayed with him. That showed confidence. Okay, boom, got your quarterback. Then you're making all these different moves. We're, we're bringing in different players, some linemen. And then you bring DJ Moore. I'm a big fan of DJ Moore. I think he's lights out. He's a tremendous player. He's an athlete. He can get it done. So looking at the, the, the whole team, if you bring it together, I love that. If Justin Fields is not the quarterback that we all think he is, but you bring him in pieces, that always helps out. I look at a guy like Jalen Hurts, who's, who's one of my favorite, obviously. And, he, I mean, he got better and better and better, but I got to say he had a lot of help. And that's what a team is. For the front office, to the players, to the coaches, to the, to the guys that draft players, GMs, all that. It all matters. And the Bears, I will say, finally, they're in the right direction. In the right direction. Well, some player who still needs to go further in the right direction is Trey Lance. He struggled in a fighting way this weekend. He has the pressure of the Bay Area on him after what the 49ers gave up to get him. We will give you a shocking in-depth analysis of Trey Lance's preseason game. Big deal, no deal. Next on Speed. Does the NFL have a G League or no? Hey. Hey, college football fans. This is RJ Young, host of Fox Sports' number one college football show. The biggest names, the biggest games. The theme is we do it big on this here thing. Please subscribe on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. 
Hi, family. Trey Lance's preseason got off to a very rough start. He played in three drives. He threw a touchdown, but it wasn't necessarily intentional. His drives also led to three punts. He played in six drives. That is a correction. Three punts, fourth down, and fourth down stop. Ah, Don't forget what the Niners had to give up Joy Taylor to acquire Trey Lance. Oh, I'm not going to forget. (laughs) <laughs> no, I'll not forget. Um, TJ, let me kick it off with you, man. You assess quarterbacks at a very high level. Trey Lance of struggles. Big deal, no deal. Huge deal. Ooh, like you, when you're drafted that high, there's a lot expected of you. I mean, and he didn't bring them expectations on himself, but that's just what it is. Everybody wants to get drafted high. He was one of the lucky ones. So when that happens to you, you got to perform. And when you don't, everybody's going to say, oh, man, this dude is trash. And it's no fault of his own. You just got to play better. No fault. But when you look now, he didn't play a lot in college. Not at all. He didn't tell the 49ers to move up and draft him. He he never threw the ball 20 times in any game in college. And then you get hurt. You go to a team that every quarterback that gets in a game, they always play well. You get in a game, you don't play well. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, what's going on? But this is the biggest thing. Those picks that they traded to get Trey Lance, you know what one of those picks were? Who? Micah Parsons. Ain't no way in the world. Micah Parsons is one of those picks. So now you say, wait, wait, wait. We use one of those picks that the Cowboys traded to get Micah Parsons? That's that? Who Trey Lance, in essence, got traded for. And we can add the other guys. Cole Strange, the center the Patriots drafted. Shannon Tindall, the linebacker from Georgia that the Dolphins uh, drafted. But when you say one of those picks... Mm. Was Micah no, Parsons. Don't say it, don't say it, don't say it. Don't say it Trey Lance got to play. He, he got to play. And, and he has to play well. Joy, Trey Lance's struggles. Big deal. Oh, you give me a look. All right, all right, all right. Trey, I need to finish the question. Like, boy, stop playing. <laughs> I mean, I've been saying this. Uh, look, it's, it, it, you're right. It's not Trey Lance's fault that these expectations are him. But fair, fair. Who cares? Like, you got drafted in the first round, and, and they used a bunch of picks to get you. You have to go out and perform. Now, Personally, I always felt this was a massive swing. He didn't play a lot in college. He didn't even play top-level talent in college. He's just a raw talent, which is fine, but if you're going to take a big swing for a raw talent, it better work out. And so far, it hasn't worked out. I don't have a problem with big swings. That's, that's, you got to take big bets. You want to win big, you got to bet big. But you got to win. Otherwise, you're losing and you lose the house. And that's what they've done. So you're talking about Micah Parsons. Like, everyone's just talking about, okay, it's fine. They got Brock Purdy. It's not fine. Those are very valuable picks that you use to get him. And he's not performing. And by the way, we don't know if Brock Purdy is the answer. We don't know. He had a really nice stretch at the end of last year, got injured. We have not seen Brock Purdy play an entire season yet. We don't know if he's the answer there. We know what Sam Darnold has been so far in his career. So once again, the Niners are, once again, I feel like I'm going to say this my entire career. Once again, the Niners are going into a season with a lot of questions at the quarterback position. You would have liked to see Trey Lance take take a really big, confident step, at least see something that you feel good about with Trey Lance. Because the other thing we know about the 49ers is someone's going to get injured. That is a guarantee. Guarantee it. Someone's going to get injured. They're the most injured team in the league. So when you look at the way that the Niners are set up, what's frustrating to me is they're so good. They're always right there. They have talent everywhere. They're beautiful football to watch. You love them. You love them. 
I love him too. But, but, but to get over the line, you can't trick the system. And that's what I always feel like with the Niners. I always feel like I'm being sold something. I don't like to be sold something. If it's so good, why can't I just buy it? Why are you telling me all this stuff? They don't have a quarterback. And this move with Trey Lance has hurt them. And every, every time I bring it up, every time we talk about it, oh, they're covered because of Brock Purdy. Oh, they got Sam Darnold. Oh, it's, it's Shanahan. Where'd Super Bowl's at then? Mm. Mm. That's a good job. Big deal. <laughs> job. No deal. I'm going to say this. That's a huge deal. I don't want to see no more Trey Lance. I've seen enough of him. Yeah. I don't want to hear about him. I, and you know what's sad? It's really not his fault. Because he don't belong in the NFL. It's not his fault. The, the problem is this. Wow, you say he don't belong in yeah, the nah, league. Yeah, no, no. You just look at this. Wow. No, 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 no. Especially as a starter. Like, when you watch him play, he, he shouldn't yeah. be in his NFL as a starting quarterback. Seriously, that's honestly. And it's not his fault because I look at the teams. When I was playing, I always go to the, to the front office. And I was saying, it was jokingly, but I was being honest. It's like, they criticize these players all the time. He, he couldn't pick up the playbook. Yep. Um, um, the, the stage is too big for him. Trey Lance, this, that, and the third. Well, you went out there and you traded the picks to go get him. So you thought he was that good. So they should take more blame. But a, a part of that, you know, so aside from that, when I look at Trey Lance, there's nothing he does special. Like, with young players that are not confident yet, they always do something really, really good, right? There's nothing he does really, really good. Fair. I thought he was a runner. I watched him run last year. He's not no runner. He has a strong arm. I watched him. Is his arm strong? I can't tell. So I don't want really to talk about Trey Lance no more. He doesn't, he doesn't show me enough. If the NFL had a G League, he should be part of that. <laughs> Put him in the G League and let him grow. I mean, he's, if we have one. He, he's not wrong. One, um, I need my single, and then the jib can get set up, because I will show you all. When I was watching Trey Lance, it's like he is surprised by everything. It's as if he closes his eyes until he says, hi. And then the picture shocks him. Now, you might think I'm kidding, but I want to show you all the picture that I saw. TJ, we talked about this during commercial break. The one thing you cannot do versus a cover two defense is throwing out. It's like, it's the only thing you can't do. That's the one thing you can't do versus cover two. But watch Trey Lance, what he does on this play. Stay with me. Now, how does Trey Lance know it's some version of zone coverage? Because when he sends this player in motion, shout out to the offensive coordinator, none of these linebackers move with them or communicate with one another. If they were in some type of man coverage, the linebackers would be pointing, hey, you got him, hey, I got him. So now Trey Lance knows it's zone. As TJ and I were communicating beforehand, now you just gotta figure out what zone is it, Trey Lance. Here's how you know it's cover two. Because this linebacker, he's sitting about one to two yards deeper than the linebacker to his right. Why is he sitting deeper than him? Because he is the cover two dropper, the middle runner. He has to get deeper than everybody else. So now, Trey, you know what it is. It's cover two. Look at the cornerback. If you need him to communicate to you one final time, it's cover two. Look at the cornerback's eyes. Eyes are looking inside right at Trey Lance. So, hey, Trey. The one thing you can't do on this coverage is throw the out. The one thing you can't do versus cover two is throw the out. All of this information, it should have been dissected before the snap. Because it's not on the snap, watch what Trey Lance does. Watch where he's looking. He's trying to throw you out. What is he he's doing? trying to throw the one thing, the one place you can't throw it. Talk to me. In the meetings. Cover two safety, inside edge of the uh, numbers and cover two. So you see the safety at the top of the field, inside edge of the numbers, you automatically know this is some type of cover two. Look. DJ, where should he have thrown this ball? 
And the whole shot the right there. Now, the whole, whole shot, shot that Shady and TJ are referencing is there is a hole typically defensively between the cover two corner and there is a safety over the top of the screen that you cannot see. Aaron Rodgers masterfully throws the whole shot to that receiver. But because Trey Lance, and I'm going to run it back, because he's trying to throw the field out, the one route you cannot throw versus cover two, this America is why he pump fakes. This America is why he takes a completely needless and nonsensical sack. I got to get back to the desk because I also want to hear from the other minds at the table. This is why I'm out on Trey Lance. I'm not out on Trey Lance because, oh, he's not lived up to the high. No, I'm out on him because his processor as a football player does not work. Before the snap, you have to gather information yeah. so that after the snap, you can execute the information that you have gathered. But before the snap, it's as if his eyes are closed and on hut, he opens his that eyes. That is a cold line everything right there. Yeah. That's a cold yeah, line. Yeah, yeah. Everything that shocks him. That was a good that, one, that's though. a cold line. Yeah. Eyes closed, yeah. pre-snap. And it's almost as if that's what he's really doing. And that wasn't even a complex defense. Really, it wasn't. It looks like... It could have been press cover six, mm -hmm. cover two right. to that side, cover four. You should know. This is the preseason. They're not going to give you anything exotic, but it's nope. what you said. When the linebackers didn't communicate to each other, that no, lets you know right away. It's no type of man look. And when, and when, he, when, he, when, he, when he looked to the left, right, for, for the, the tight end on the out route, once, once you've seen that corner squat, squat, squat hit the whole hit shot. The, hit the whole it's shot. It's all the same rhythm. But, I mean, whatever. I mean, there's, shouldn't this have been expected, though? <laughs> Why do you say? He yeah, what, didn't what? play a lot of football. Like, when you're talking about the years that some of these players have come in, particularly at that position, playing in college, but Joy, they, the experience is not there. The they, try to get those looks, yeah. they try to get these looks in practice to where it doesn't surprise you. And if, they I'm, try I'm, to give I'm them to you. I'm trying to defend him a little bit here. Oh, that's indefensible. But <laughs> maybe it is. I'm just saying he didn't have a lot of experience in college. Kyle Shanahan's system is, is very precise. It's, 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 he's, he, Kyle Shanahan's system can make anyone that's, better. That's no excuse, so I'm not yeah, making excuses because I, because Shady, to your, to your point, cover two. they're not going to take credit, hey, they're we not going to take about, credit for messing this pick up. Oh, no, they won't, no, they hey. won't. You have it, and they haven't. You notice no. how it's all Trey Lance, what he can't do, what he but, can't but, do. But to their credit, and everybody okay. inside okay. the locker room, George Kittle especially, they're all like, nah, Trey is growing. Trey looks better. Like, nobody's actually side of Trey Lance. We have to say it because we well, have to be well, honest well, with you well, Hold on, hold on. John Lynch hasn't, Shanahan hasn't, and his teammates well, haven't. What I'm saying is, the, so the players that I know, they, what they won't do, they don't say anything bad about it. Of course. They don't say nothing good Correct. about it. But I'm saying, like, I, I haven't seen, you know, coaches come out and say, hey, look, we might have reached. So let's say he don't. Let's say he don't start. Right. We know they reached. Uh, yeah. But 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 let us know because they don't never. Because you think all, they're going to admit a mistake? All we talk about is how bad he is and how he but, doesn't. Here, but here's the problem. Here's the dilemma, though. Here's the dilemma, TJ. If you admit you make a mistake, now you slight the player. Remember what the Cowboys did, Jerry Jones, Stephen Jones, about Taco Charlton, 2018 first round pick. Man, we made a mistake drafting him. Taco became the butt of jokes for the for the next six months in Dallas. I was working basically for the Cowboys at the time. To say you made a mistake is so offensive to. Trey Lance, don't say nothing. Let us speak the real and let them just go about their merry way. They know what's so, so, so you want us to just kill him, <laughs> right? Like it's his fault. You said he go to it's D not, he, 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 You said he, he was play? in baseball, they, well, they well, said well, he was well, the minors. Well, see, the, my issue is what she was talking about, Joey's talking about, is like, I mean, he's not playing well, but it's not even him. It's, he's not good enough to be here. I, that's that, my thing. Yeah, so he's not wrong. Re, he's yo, not wrong. He's not wrong. to go get this dude. He's not even an NFL type of and player. And Joey says the Shanahan offense is complex. That might have been a simplistic concept 
Motion the tight end so you can see the defense. Right. They're going to tell you what they're doing pre-snap. That's as simplistic that, that, as it bro, gets. That's what I love about Shanahan is like, he did Trey Lance a favor. They're going to tell you. I'm going to pre-snap motion no, no. just so he, you know Shanahan what Shanahan is doing himself a favor by making it simple for him because this is the pick that they wanted. Correct. So you have to make it work. I'm not saying that this wasn't simple or he's not simplifying for it. And for that matter, everybody that Shanahan works, works with works. So it, it is a bit of an indictment that Trey Lance hasn't taken a step up. All I'm saying is I can't just pile it all on him. We I'm knew he was a raw talent when they took him, and they, they way overreached. We wouldn't be talking about him this way if he was drafted in the third or fourth round. We wouldn't be talking on, about him this way on. if it, it yes. cost him Micah Parsons. Yeah, but, but here's the dilemma, come though. Come on, now. That's a good point, though. Three years later, you should be able to know manners three years. based on you the should be able, three years. Hey, hey, you should be able to know that, for sure. But if, it was, if he was a third-round pick, if it was a fourth-round pick, if he was drafted yep. and wasn't a huge he'd overreach. He'd been gone. I'm going to ask Joy. He'd have been gone. You think he makes the team? Probably yeah, not. Money guaranteed. Probably not. Though. But but he also wouldn't, he also them. wouldn't have cost the team what they gave up to get him, which was not his choice. There's blame. That, all I'm saying is he won't be released. Hey, hey, I, oh, I mean, I see. Right, not, I see wilder things happen. It's, it's not over Trey. I've seen wilder things Trey. happen. I'm telling still you. Still a lot of preseason left Ladies to play. Said Trey Lent. I'm not gonna say it. I'm not going to say Let me go to break. Coming up, James Harden wants out of Philly, and he is not being shy about it. That is the news of the day. He literally called the president of Vice, uh, Basketball Ops a liar. Oh, my God. Wait, did we get back to that? Where's that trade for the USA? Let's get back to the huge story in the NBA. Reports say the Sixers have ended their trade talks for James Harden, and they plan on bringing him back for the start of training camp. Well, trust me, that news did not sit well with Harden, who left no doubt about his intentions. Take a listen. Bill Lawrence is a liar, and I will never get a part of an organization that he's a part of. Let me say that again. Bill Lawrence is a liar, and I will never get a part of an organization that he's a part of. I'll be honest, Shady. I don't think now I'm watching. I don't think I've ever seen an athlete do something like that. Like I've never. I've seen some tweets. I've seen some shade. You know what I'm saying? But I've never seen like so and so's a liar. I'll never play for the organization again. And it's not like he stuttered. So there was no reason to repeat himself. The people in the back that didn't hear him. (laughs) No reason to repeat himself. Let me me, me say say it again. Let me say it again. Shady, you uh, played in Philly. You know Philly sports. Eagles all-time rushing leader. Well, James Harden, he's in Philly. Is he out of line right now for this? To be honest, I'm going to say this. He's not out of line, right? He's not. Hey, listen. If if him and Daryl had a great relationship, which they did, right, and they had some good years together, hey, I'm going to do this for you. You do this for me. If, if, if he told him that he's going to give him a max contract, then that's what he expected. So I don't think James Harden is, is, is wrong. And he spoke up on, on what he felt. Like, hey, man, I got a lot of respect for you. Like, dang, like, you, you promised me something and I'm not getting it. I get that part. But on the other flip side, it's like, hey, man, you're not a max player. See, the problem is they should have had that conversation. I don't think they did. I think you promised me something that didn't happen and I'm pissed off. I'm going my way. You go your way. But the conversation should have been, listen, we want to pay you a max contract. But the truth is you're not a max player. And for us to be a good team, we can't pay you max money, and you're not a max player. That's the truth of it. You got to keep the personal out of business. Mm. Just have a conversation. He's a professional. He's been in this league for a while. You run a team. You can have a conversation about him giving money back, but you can't make promises. Also, Daryl Morey Morey ain't the one writing the check. That's true. So who's to say he wasn't told by whoever's writing the check? We Don't write do that check. Right. <laughs> right. And now he's made a promise that he his, he's not even emptying the bank account to give. So it's just it's just a matter of 
real conversations. If he told him, you give up this money, we'll get you on the back end, that's a promise you can't keep because you're not writing that check. If the owner did it, that's a different situation. And I don't know what happened completely behind closed doors. But at the end of the day, all of these promises, as we know, are contingent upon performance. And you didn't perform when it mattered. You're here to help them win a championship. And while you had it, you had a moment. There's a difference between a moment and overall performance. Overall, that performance wasn't good enough for a max player. Right. When you have the MVP on your team, you, that team could have gone to the Eastern Conference Finals. Come on now. Here's my thing, though. If you are James Harden, TJ, you've done what you always did. James Harden fell short in the playoffs, which he did with Daryl Morey, no surprise. James Harden had phenomenal playoff games, which he did in Houston with Daryl Morey, no surprise. James Harden dropped a 45-point game, tying his playoff record. Mm-hmm. Dropped a 41-point game, and then he choked when it mattered most. Well, Daryl Morey, Daryl Morey seen him do that versus Spurs and seen him do that versus the Warriors. So if you're Harden, you're like, hey, I've done what I always do. Mm-hmm. I ain't changed who the hell I am. Mm-hmm. I ain't changed my character. Mm-hmm. You're the one changing up. Because, Maury, you helped me get $80 million in 2012. Then, Maury, in 2017, you helped me get $228 million, the richest contract ever. You changed up, not me. Talk to me, TJ. Mm-hmm. Last year, James Harden was supposed to make $47 million. Mm-hmm. He reduced that to $33 million. And that forty seven is guaranteed. So that they could sign P.J. Tucker with the promise of you're going to get an over $200 million max contract. And so if I'm James Harden... He's not out of line because if I take a pay cut to make the team better and you promise me this, it's what you just said. You know what I'm about. (laughs) I'm going to perform. I'm going to not perform. I'm going to be peaks and valleys, ups and downs, highs and lows. This is what I do. But when you lie to me, now it's a problem. You say Daryl Morey doesn't write the checks. The owner does. That's true. But the owner is in on all of this. Mm-hmm. When James Harden took that pay cut to bring yeah. in P.J. Tucker, the owners gave like, Murray yes. the oak. Yes. <laughs> right. And so yeah, right. it's, we should never, never make it personal in business. Is he a max but player? But we all do. We is all he, do. We he, all do. Is he a max player, T.J.? Not anymore. But if you promise him that. It don't matter. If, I, if I'm a player now in the NBA, I can't go play for the Sixers. I don't want to go. Well, that's my last resort. I Why? Why? Because they're doing things like this. This is bad business. No, you're wrong. He gave up $14 million. Listen, this is my thing. Why, why are we paying? Why would we pay you like a max player? Because you promised where, 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 you would. Wherever you, wherever you go, you do not win. You don't be in shape. You out. You out in a you out in a club more than you, you knew that when court. you traded. You that, man, you promised you me. Okay, so what? Things change. <laughs> But, but James Harden's played in change. Man, you don't love me. I don't know about y'all. I haven't loved somebody this day. A couple <laughs> months later, I don't love her no more. And Daryl played guess what? Oh, and Daryl feel the same way. That's how, I they, do. You, That's how they do it. That's how they do it. All right, right, coming up, Zeke has changed his look and changed his team. You got to figure out where Zeke will be playing next year. Dang, change his look. Like his number or his look? Not change his look, bro. We got breaking news, family. Zeke Elliott is signing a one-year deal with the Patriots. He tweeted one live all the way, one five all the way live, changing his college jersey number back to 15. Uh, Shay, you a running back. What you make of it? I, I like it. I mean, I, I, I don't love the team, but hey, he got a job. I think he's a still a, a solid running back. He's not the old Zeke, but he's something. I think he'll help the team out. They need a run. They need a running back. Good player should always be in the league. He's a good player. I thought it took too long, but I'm with you. Good that he has a spot to play. I like it for him. I, I mean, look, it's just, we'll always think of him as a cowboy. Maybe he'll end up ending his career there, but, you know, he was the face of the organization. It's nice he's going to get another opportunity. The Patriots going to find a goal line running back. I'll yeah. tell you, I tell, <laughs> Patriots going to keep a goal line running back in the chamber. I'll tell you that much right now. He like 10 touchdowns. Already, he's going to have 17 yards and 10 touchdowns. <laughs> That's it for us, family. Race up is next. We'll see you tomorrow. <laughs>